0: Hey guys, welcome back for another week of Witchy Wisdom. Um, This week I have my first interview with me. Um, So I have Maya Carl with me. She, um, I don't even know how to begin to introduce you on like all the things you do. Um, But yeah, so you do like a little bit of everything like health coaching and... Just so knowledgeable on so many things and like freaky and like you're about to go on this crazy journey, and I don't even know where to start. Um, you could probably give yourself a better introduction than I can. Yeah, it's so. a crazy
1: life. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Maya. Um, I am a holistic health coach and a meditation teacher. I also do public speaking coaching and. I mean that's kind of it. It's not that yeah. crazy. I also I also am Ricky certified. Um, but yeah, I've life's been pretty wild and awesome, and the way that we've connected yeah. too has been really cool through my partner through them going to CrossFit, and then <laughs> my boyfriend would come home and be like, "This chick Lee is so cool. I think you guys would really get along," and we have, and yeah. it's been awesome to connect in different ways and to see what you're doing mm-hmm. and to. Be here. I'm happy to be here. Yeah.
0: Yay. So, um, I mean, you say, like, you don't have that many, like, big umbrella topics. But I feel like there's so much that falls under those few topics that, like, anytime I see you post anything, it's, like, that you you have so many things that you offer people under those, like, very few title heads that it's amazing. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So... Um, part of the reason I wanted to bring her in is a lot of my whole journey has been kind of trying to figure out my intuition in various forms, like using, um, like going back to card reading and like meditation and learning Reiki and like, just uh, like mini astrology, so many things. And a lot of things that I keep seeing Maya talking about lately is kind of her journey and knowledge on intuitive eating, um, and kind of how we are nourishing ourselves, um, using, like ourselves to guide that. So do you wanna um maybe just like explain like what
1: intuitive eating is? Absolutely. I would love to. Yeah. I'm actually doing a workshop on intuitive (laughs) eating. That's what you're going to (laughs) yes Yeah, so this is perfect. So this is like my little pre-workshop. Yay. Um so Elise Reich and Evelyn Tribole who wrote Intuitive Eating, like the revolutionary program that actually works define intuitive eating as the dynamic integration of inner attunement and external health values to create authentic health. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And the inner attunement part is the part that a lot of people miss. A lot of people are very focused on the external health values and all the... Uh, research and all of the facts and studies and diets that come out, people are very focused on that and the, the tangible part of food and eating in our relationship with our bodies. But what a lot of people miss and what you talk about a lot, which is so beautiful, is getting reconnected to our intuition and allowing that to guide us. So everyone is an intuitive eater. We are all born intuitive eaters. If you have ever been around a baby or if you've ever had a baby, you know that when a baby is done eating, it's done eating. It stops. And you can't force feed it more. You know, you can't – it'll cry if it doesn't have enough. It Mm -hmm. knows exactly what its body needs. And so we're all born this way. And when we grow up, what starts to interfere is our parents and societal ideas about what we need to be eating all the time And that's when it gets really dangerous for people because they grow up, you know, who, how, were you a part of the clean plate club? Was that a thing in your house? Because it was a thing in my house. (laughs)
0: No, I was such a picky eater. My mom was just like happy Mm. if I was eating because I, um... I could be, like, a vegetarian in a heartbeat because I'm so picky about meat. Right. Like, if I see, like, blood bones or veins, I'm just, like, instantly, like, dry heaving and, like, so turned off by food. Um, So, a lot of times it was, like, we're having steak and then she'd make me, like – boneless chicken breast and like <laughs> vegetables uh-huh. and so um and some parents are like you shouldn't cater to your kids but I think my mom was like she's gonna like fucking starve if I, <laughs> if right. I try to feed her steak because right. she's just gonna be like not eating your steak
1: yeah and so, there was probably a part of you that just like is your body doesn't want yeah, that and you were listening like to react- that yeah absolutely and I think it's I think it's very hard with kids because especially when kids are introduced to highly processed, really sugary foods. A lot of times that's what they want because that equates to energy in their minds and bodies. And they don't know, you know, what the real nourishment tastes like because our palate, whatever. So intuitive eating really allows us to get back to that place where we don't need to count calories. We don't need to be aware of points. You know, we don't need to eat before a certain time or after a certain time. It's really a process of taking a step back and asking yourself and your body what it needs. And it sounds super simple, but it's really profound when you get into the practice of it. Because I, I mean this, my passion for it came from having a history of eating disorders, you know, anorexia and believe me when I was younger and binge eating more recently. And, What I noticed when I started learning about intuitive eating was that, like, oh, my God, I do have a choice. Like, I have a choice to listen to my body and not fall into these patterns and not use food as a coping mechanism all the time. Like, I have a choice and I have the power. And even though many people who have eating disorders is a disease, 100%, and I don't know if you've experienced that, but, like, it's just, like, this powerless, like – It feels so out of your control all the time. and Even if you haven't had an eating disorder and you've had trouble with emotional eating Mm. or things like that, it feels very out of control. But once we bring mindfulness practices, once we bring – you've talked about meditation. Mm. And once we bring our presence to the situation that's happening, especially around food because it's everywhere. It's all over the place. It's something that we can't get away from. And, you know, so many people have lost their pleasure in food because it's become an enemy. You know, yeah. it's become something that they have to keep track of. It's become something that consumes their thoughts and their feelings because yeah. it. they think that that's what equates to their worth and what their body looks like. And, I mean, there's there's so many pieces to it. And especially when we break down, you know, the societal expectations in the media, that's like a whole yeah. other conversation but that really has created this diet obsessed culture and intuitive eating just really what it's done for so many of my clients is bring them home to their body yeah. and allow give allows you to have space to love yourself where you're at and work with your body yeah. not against it which yeah. i feel like so many people are doing they're not they're not in cohesion with their body they're constantly trying telling it it doesn't look right you know it's wrong and I after doing it I have never loved my body more like and I'm I'm definitely heavier than I was you know than my than my thinnest or my fittest but like it's just this profound like love and realization that our bodies are so freaking magical yeah and like insane biocomputers that are just working all the time and like when we give it that honor and that admiration that it deserves it works a lot better yeah. with us percent, oh, <laughs>
0: yeah it's like since I've seen you like post about it and like read the things you're saying and or and like listen to you talk about it um it's made me realize like kind of my unknowing journey into like finding that because it was like as a kid like what my mom like we would only have like soda and chips if it was like a party or like Mm -hmm. a holiday and people were coming over other than that like we'd have snacks but it would be like pretzels and like not that pretzels are great but it was Mm -hmm. like we were never a house with like chips and soda and so like when she would kind of like cater to me it wasn't like parents that were like okay like you don't want to eat this just eat like mac and cheese or pizza or whatever like she was still giving me something wholesome she was just like understanding that like I couldn't do that, and she would also, like, make fun of me sometimes, where, <laughs> like, if she made, like, Cornish hens, she'd, like, plop it on my plate, and I'd be, like,
1: oh, oh I no. can't
0: eat this, and, but then, like, if she went over and, like, cut it off and I didn't see it, then I was, like, fine, it's, like, I'm so weird with it, I don't understand, I can also, like, take apart a whole lobster and eat it, like, so it's not that, like, I don't know what it is mm-hmm. with me, I'm just so weird, but...
1: Everyone has their things. Yeah. And then it was
0: like, I went to college and I was like, oh, I'm going to drink everything because I'm like, I just went on that college diet, like junk food, processed cafeteria food, lots of cheap, shitty beer. And, like, all the cheap, yeah, shitty beer. <laughs> all the PBR of cheap, <laughs> shitty beer, like, Facebook memories. Sometimes I'm like, how did I survive? Like, how, how do I still have right a now? liver? Like, I don't how know. How did I graduate? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, like, every memory. I'm like, how was I at the bar till 4 a.m., but, like, past all my classes? Yeah. But this was every night. Um, And then I, like, came out of college and I, like, gained some weight because you can't not gain weight eating shitty food and all the beer. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was in grad school, and, like, my mom's always been, like, sticks skinny, and I've been, like, shorter, and, like, it's much easier for me to put on weight. So I, like, that's a, when I first started getting into, like, beach body workouts, and I was doing them at home. And um, I think they, my mom was like, look, like, if you're kind of upset with your body, like, we could try weight, uh, not Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, like, mm. mail it to you. And I was like, okay. And it worked, but it was, like, not. The best food. Like, Mm. you're still eating, like, mac and cheese and cheeseburgers. It's just portion controlled, Right. So I did that for a little bit. And then I started roller derby. Like, I just kept eating, like, smaller portions and healthy doing my thing. And then when I started CrossFit, I started doing paleo because that was, like, everyone that did CrossFit did paleo. And I was like, well, I want to be, like, strong and fit, so I'm going to do this. And I was, like, honestly in the best shape of my life and the skinniest. But, like, I look back now and, like, it was because I wasn't really eating. Because, Mm. like, I... Don't enjoy eating meat. Like mm-hmm. I eat meat, but most meat turns me off like I feel sick. So I would like make these things that were like really paleo, and like I would still include like so many vegetables. like that's a great thing with paleo. Mm-hmm. But I would sit down to eat and I would just like take a few bites and then just be like, oh, like I'm done because right. like it wasn't what I wanted. And then I kind of started like, doing paleo a little looser like mm-hmm. adding in more of those like starchy carbs mm-hmm. stuff like that to at least fill me up and I put on a little bit more like meat on mm-hmm. me but like I was just like happier eating those things and yeah. then um then I tried zone and zone was like you had to count everything but again like I was eating a lot of those filling up on all those meats that I was like Ugh. Mm-hmm. um and then but it worked because probably I wasn't eating near enough food than I needed to be and then I really injured my back and had a back surgery and I put on so much weight because I couldn't like meal prep. I was just like grabbing stuff, like standing hurt, sitting hurt, whatever, and I wasn't working out. And then coming out of that, people were like, oh, like when you can work out again, it'll fall right off. And like it didn't. But I was also like so stressed about it not falling mm. off, I think. And it was like I wanted to fit in my old clothes. Like my body didn't feel like it could move the same way because it was just everything felt different. Um, and it was like really disheartening, and that would stress me out. So then I tried like every, and then I tried macro counting, and that I think would like stress me out because I'm like, weighing and measuring everything doing all this math like I felt like fucking rain man like on Sunday night (laughs) meal prepping like there were just numbers everywhere and like then I'd like hardly lose any weight and then I'd get so stressed out and like my nutritionist was like having me like weigh myself every day and then like record everything I was eating and like I was doing it but it wasn't working at the same time I wasn't like giving my body I was overworking myself too but it was like amazing because once I stopped like macro counting And, like, letting my body rest this spring, it started to naturally just, like, fall off that Mm -hmm. weight. And then even this summer, I was, like, I'm not going to go back to macro counting. Like, I started doing at-home workouts. But, like, I don't really follow strictly their nutrition. But I'm, like, I'm going to eat when I'm hungry. I'm going to eat what I want. And then this summer, like... When I'm stressed, I will shovel food in my face. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I, like, don't even notice it all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, my God, where did that food go? Like It's like I black out. It's gone. Oh, yeah. But then, like, when I'm sad, like, really sad, like, I can't eat. Like, I just don't want to eat. Nothing appetizes me. So this summer, like, I had a few of those moments where I, like, I probably go a few days where I just couldn't stomach food. And then all of a sudden, I'd see, like, a Taco Bell ad, and I'd be like, I need to drive to the mall right now and get Taco Bell. (laughs) And it was, like, so weird because it's, like, not, like, right. that food makes me feel, like, sluggish and gross. Like, it's great to have here and there to, like, but then, like, there would be days where I'd drive to the mall and get, like, a Cinnabon and Taco Bell. And I was, like, why am I eating this? And I think it was just, like, my body was, like, you need the calories. Like, it's not the best, but, like, if you can stomach one yeah. meal, like, get it all in in one shot. But it was also really interesting because this, this summer, like, I had been eating eggs, like, every day for like years and all of a sudden I was like I don't want to eat eggs anymore like I just like didn't and like my tastes kind of have continued to change and then like even all summer like I didn't really eat chicken or most meat and then kind of like once winter hit I was like okay I'm ready for some like meat back in it was just like interesting how either like seasons in my personal life or like even just temperature seasons have like Mm -hmm. and I've just really been trying to listen and then when you came out with like Intuity I was like I wonder if that's like what I've just been doing like unknowingly and like you said like we all do it we just may not be conscious Mm -hmm. of it or tapping into it enough to realize like to fully listen um so like what are ways that you can know like so I'm not just like oh that Taco Bell ad looks good (laughs) like is it like my body like I mean, now I'm not, I'm eating now because I'm not right. in that same mental state. So now when I see it, I'm more like, this is probably like a craving than like right. my body being like, feed me calories in one shot. But like, how can people maybe tell like when it's their body and when it's just
1: um, like what they desire? Right. Or is it even the same thing? Sometimes it absolutely can be one and the same. So a lot of people are scared of and put a really bad name on our cravings, but our cravings have so much wisdom for us. So just from like hearing what you were saying and like kind of knowing where you were at last summer too, the Taco Bell and the Cinnabon craving, that's also like, I'm that's a whole nother podcast, but getting into, like, Ayurveda, like, you were, you were already having this imbalance of, like, heavy, you know, depressed, like, this, like, that energy, and those kinds of foods, it's like a pendulum swing, so those kinds of foods actually feed that energy, so that could have Mm -hmm. been why, but also the calories, because your body was just like, I'm fucking hungry. Yeah. Um, but... Intuitive eating brings mindfulness to that moment when you do have that craving. So if you're like, you're like, hmm, like I really want like something salty. Like I really need something salty. And then realizing, okay, maybe I'm actually just thirsty. Yeah, You know, maybe that, maybe that's what that is. Or if, you know, you're really craving something sweet, that can also have a parallel, um, what's word we're looking for? It can be mirroring something in your life so mm. a lot of people have you know sweet cravings at night right? right and a lot of that is because sometimes we're lacking literal sweetness in mm. our life at that point if you're used to coming home to someone or if yeah. you're used to like you know something happening at night right and you're not getting that or if um after the day is complete and you haven't had that sense of pleasure and fulfillment mm. It can be that physical craving showing up trying to fill that. So intuitive eating brings a lot of wisdom to that because we are able to like look at the craving or look at like what our body is trying to tell us and be like, like, what is this actually reflecting? Like, or do I just want some damn Taco Bell and I'm going to get it, you know? Yeah. And that's also the beauty of intuitive eating and what I've loved so much about it and what's like made me okay with where my body's at is that like... I don't have to restrict myself anymore. Yeah. I don't have to, you know, tell myself, no, you can't have that cookie or no, you know, you can't have that, whatever it is. Right. And once you do that, once you give yourself that permission, and this is a lot of what I talk about in the workshop and with my clients, it's it's a big part of it is giving yourself permission to have those forbidden yeah. foods makes them so much less attractive yeah and, oh 100 like, you want them so like if you have if you for years and years and years have never kept ice cream in your house because you know that you're going to eat it but every time you do have it you end up eating like the whole thing you have to balance it out yeah. you have to sometimes have access to it or indulge in it to the point where you realize like it, yeah <laughs> it's, it's like too much because we so many people have this deprived palate yeah So how many people, you know, are like, oh, no, I can't eat bread, you know, like, I can't. And then they'll go to a restaurant and they'll eat like the entire bread basket. So what happens there is that we are restricting, we are literally depriving ourselves of something so that when we have it, our minds go into this primal place of, okay, I have to eat all of it now because yeah, I'm never like going to have it again. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why so many people also have this like last supper mentality the day before they go on a yes. diet or they start a exercise program. They're like – well, I'm going to get pizza and ice cream and feel like complete shit and I'm never going to do it again, you yeah. know, which is always bullshit. Right, because then it's like in 30 days they're like, my first meal, like exactly. all the shit I've been
0: missing. And exactly. then like you feel like you're dying.
1: Yeah, and when like what you were just talking about, like all the things you tried, you said like it worked, but it worked. Like right. it's a temporary working yeah. and what intuitive eating gives you is a sustainable way to maintain healthy weight yeah. for the rest of your life without having to worry about food all the time which is like it's like the diet industry if this when if and when this becomes a very popular thing which it needs to be because all it is is like just check like getting closer to yourself the diet industry is going to crumble because people aren't going to be feeding into that shit that other people are you know trying to shove down everyone's throats yeah and
0: I feel like Even, like, when this comes in, like, for some people, like, paleo works. Like, for some people, like, A, it's just great because it's, like, even, like, a Whole30. Like, I feel like it's great to, like, eliminate certain foods Mm -hmm. and then reintroduce them to see, like, what is working with your body. enough. Yeah, and even, like, paleo, like, a lot of people I know did it and were like, wow, I didn't realize, like vegetables and, like, spices and things, like, tasted so good because they were always right. so used to having it, like, Oversalted, a deep fried vegetable yeah. or, like, buried in cheese. And so, like, it that has its value, too. And, like, Absolutely. for some people, like, that can stomach meat and stuff. Like, that works for them. And, like, for some people, like, macro counting may be, like, what works for them. But for me, that was, like, putting so much stress on it. And since, like, this summer when I was just kind of, like, I'm just gonna eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it, like you said, like, I haven't had that, like, oh, I can't have this, or, like, if I have it, it's a cheat meal, and, like, this stigma around it.
1: Having a cheat meal. Yeah,
0: like, it's, like, when I went to Disney, I was, like, all right, I'm gonna have, like, those few foods that I know I have here that are, like, delicious, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't, like, I felt gross the whole time, because, like, there's, it's so easy to feel so gross when you're there, because everything is, like, deep fried, and, like, large portions, and things like that. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but it was true. It was like one night we went out and I got like the giant milkshake with like a rice crisp, like one of those like things that are like
1: right some some five hundred awesome, desserts dessert, in yeah.
0: it. But I was just like, okay, like I'm gonna enjoy it and like that's it. But it wasn't like I'm I need to have that every day because I'm on vacation. It was right. just like I was there and in that moment, and it was like interesting. And you also had run like a ton, yeah. so <laughs> I was like, I'm feeling guilty. Your metabolism about shit. was just like Pew. yeah. But it was also like at dinner, like I was craving a salad too. So it was like, all right, I'm not gonna have like macaroni and cheese and then this because A, I know I'm gonna feel sick. But it right. wasn't like I'm choosing the salad because I want I was just like that's what I want and then that's what that I want sick. later. Yeah. Absolutely. And my weight has stayed like consistent. Like around the holidays, I think I put on like five pounds, but yeah, it was I like it was. Yeah, it's the holidays. Like you're eating so many cookies. You <laughs>
1: So, I mean, like, in around those times, like, people, like, freak out. But, like, yeah. w- once you give yourself permission, it's just, like, okay, this is what this is for now. And- yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. And, like, I didn't freak out. And, like, it just came right back off again, like, once the binge of cookies disappeared. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's, like, it's also, like, the comfort in my body where I'm, like, not stepping on the scale all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, constantly obsessing over it. Like, it's the most comfortable I felt in my body, like, in a long time and like I'm not back to where I was before back surgery but like I'm closer but like I'm okay with it and like if I get there great and if not like most of my clothes fit again so like
1: yeah and cool and that's I mean that's another huge part of intuitive eating is just realizing that the body changes like life circumstances changes like two years ago at this time maybe not this time but two years ago two and a half years ago I was training for a 17 mile race and I was like the lightest I had ever been in my life, you know? And it's like, I'm not going to keep training like that all the time. You know, like, I'm not a professional athlete. Like, I'm not going to be running 15 miles a week all the time, and that's okay. Like, I I, I loved that body. You know, that body felt really good. I've never, you know, I mean, I was also, like, sick internally. But, like, realizing I and, like, looking at those pictures, you know, like, when I was that size, like, realizing I don't have to be there to be happy. yeah. And I'm way healthier now than yeah. I was when I was training. And, like, it's just it's just interesting. And, like, I totally hear you. It's just this, like, fluctuation that we have yeah. to become comfortable with. And it just oh, takes so much stress off. That's, yeah. That's why, I mean, that's why I created my online group coaching program, Food Ease, because it's all about this. It's all yeah. about just taking the stress away from food. Yeah. So many of my clients are in their, like, 40s, 50s, 60s, and they've been dieting for decades. Yeah. Yeah, And they're tired of it. Yeah, They're tired of gaining the weight and having not come off and gaining the weight and feeling guilty. And like, it's just, we can be free from this vicious cycle that the world, yeah. <laughs> that society has taught us is necessary.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to like, learn it now. Like I don't have kids, but I was at something the other night where we were talking with mothers and like, it wasn't about food and eating. It was just like about things w- we do and like, kind of like women standing in our own power and like doing that and being able to do that in front of, like, the children you're raising is so important because then, like, your future daughters may not have to, like, even consider, like, what is standing in my power? Like, how do I do that? How do I do mm. things, like, unapologetically? Because, like, they're just learning that from you. Right. So to, like, train a whole new generation of, like, women and, like, I'm sure men go through it, too. They just Absolutely. don't express it the same way and, like... um and, like, I know that, like, having lived with men, like, I know they go through it. It's just not as, um, maybe Emotional they just don't talk often, about yeah. it as, like, openly as we do. They're just yeah. kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> so but, I don't, like, like, most men think. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, to have them not even have it, like, as a question in their mind, just be like, okay, I'm going to be comfortable with my body and know it changes and fluctuates and, like, eat what is right for me at the right time. Like, mm-hmm. that would be so huge, like, to have that whole chunk of, like, taken out of my life really? would have like eliminated so much stress throughout oh it and like self-doubt and all that other stuff it's like yeah so it'd be great to just um and this would probably be like a whole nother podcast <laughs> but i'm gonna ask like one brief question yeah, on yeah, yeah. It. um so you brought up like ayurveda and i'm like just learning um a little bit about like i follow um like a few different people on instagram and i mm-hmm. listen to like um, Sahara, Sahara Rose. Rose's podcast mm-hmm. and um, it's really interesting and like a lot of times I'll listen to it though and like I'll be like okay like this is me now and this is like I feel like feel like I had a lot of I have a lot of fire energy like I mm-hmm. know that but the last few months of my life I feel like I'm more like less of that fire like go 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 and kind of like settling more into that like earth and air mm-hmm. um, than I ever have. And it's shifted it's really interesting because she'll talk about like what foods then connect. Mm -hmm. But it's like how it's like how fluid are those? Like if I feel like most of my life I was fire, like is fire there? Like does it stay there and then I just become more of this or like how is that?
1: So what you're 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 referring to the doshas and what yes, you're talking yes, about? Yes. So the doshas or the three humors or constitutions of Ayurveda are vata, pitta, kapha, and they are a combination of the five elements that Ayurveda recognizes, which is ether, air, fire, water, earth. Right. And we are all all of them. We all yeah. have okay. all of those elements in us to some degree. Every piece of food, every piece of material, every season, every time of day has these qualities. Yeah. Right. So like everything is connected and everything has these qualities. Um but in Ayurveda you have your prakriti, okay. Which is what you were like your primary constitution, like what you were born as. Yeah. And you can actually it's really insane. I don't know how to do this yet, but you can actually tell that from your pulse. Really? Yeah. So like wow. what your natural born constitution is. And then there's your Vikriti. Okay. I hope I had this right. I think so. Yeah, Just Prakriti so is born. Vikrity is what you are now. Okay. Or like what you're experiencing. And that shifts in different phases of our lives, right. in different seasons. Um and so yeah, you for sure have a lot of fire energy. And like so this time of year, like winter going into spring is like kapha season. Yeah. So that is Heavy earth and heavy water energy. So when things are dense outside, everyone—I've noticed it in my animals. I've noticed it in myself. I've noticed it in my partner, my family. That everyone's just a little heavier. Like it's yeah. just a little slower to get things moving. Yeah. Um, so people who naturally have that energy more. So me, like I'm—I'm I'm very Kapha. I'm like Kapha yeah. Pitta Vata. So I'm primarily earth and water, then fire, then air and ether. Yeah. Um, so when you already have that in your body, it can really aggravate it or create an imbalance. So you have to consciously make an effort to do things that are going to bring the other elements in. So like for me in this time, like, because I have so much of that, I have to consciously move my body every day, put myself in new situations, like not get caught in this lethargy that is really easy. So with... Like, people who have a lot of fire energy, summer is, like, yeah. time, you know? I mean, summer is when I feel best because it yeah. balances that. Um, but that's why, like, people who have a lot of fire in the summer, like, sometimes the heat is intolerable. Sometimes yeah. it's, like, way too much for the body because it's too much heat. But, I mean, I could talk about Ayurveda forever. Yeah. But, um, so, that is very fluid. Okay. You are always... It, it Once you learn more about Ayurveda, it's like consciously trying to bring the body back to Prakriti, the mind-body. Like okay. like you want you – are, you are in your best state when you're at – in balance with whatever you were born okay. as. But that shifts and changes throughout your life. Yeah. So it's not always, you know, the way that it showed up when you were born is not right. how it's going to show up, you know, when okay. you're now.
0: Yeah. Because I feel like that was – I feel like I had – i definitely know i'm fire like just and i'm like a leo i was born in august like i love Mm -hmm. summer all like there's just like and just my qualities like i'm willing to like do everything try everything like i overwork myself like so easily Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but i feel like it was like so imbalanced that Mm. like i had been running on like overdoing and like being such a tape type a and like in control and like
1: you're very vata too you have a lot of that air and ether yeah. very creative
0: yeah but i think since i was like so fire <laughs> mm-hmm. everything like my whole life needed to change so like right. i talk about that a lot i feel like my life kind of hit a rock bottom to be like you need to slow the fuck down like you need to take care of yourself you need to rest because you're just like burning yourself out people and you don't with know
1: fire it. energy will do that yeah
0: and it's interesting because i'm like I've noticed I've shifted to, like, I don't really make plans as much. Like, Uh I'm less type-it. Like, all of those things. And, like, that's even, like, this summer, like, when it's, like, I was just, like, I'm just going, like, flying by the seat of my pants. And, like, really felt a lot more of that, like, air and earth starting Mm -hmm. to come in. And, like, you said, especially now, like, with this. Um, And I do. Like, it's not hard for me to, like, continue to work out, things like that. And I know my body feels so much better when I do it. Yeah, me too. But it's interesting because when you're, like, we're always trying to go back to that, I'm, like, afraid, kind of, to go back to fire because um, I was, like, I kind of enjoy, like, I feel like I'm more balanced now. Like, I'm still, right. like, we'll work hard, get shit done, and, like, be on top of things. But I feel like I'm kind of more this, like, nice balance between all three where I'm not, like, Absolutely. overly flighty, but I'm still, like, now flighty sometimes. Like, I forget things all the time now, and I used to have, like eagle photographic memory and like I'm definitely much more grounded and I have my moments where like of course and I'm not grounded but it's like when you were
1: like yeah we want to go back to part of me was like oh, I don't want to go back to all <laughs> well, not, even, not even like going back to it it is just finding that sweet spot where they're all in balance and mm-hmm. again that's going to be day to day right 100% like, moment to moment and like that's why the intuitive eating it's like I'm really I feel like Sahara has talked about this, and she it's in one of her cookbooks. But for me, like intuitive eating and Ayurveda kind of goes hand in hand because okay. Ayurveda has this ancient wisdom around nutrition that you do need intuitive right. eating. Like you know, like a lot of people think intuitive eating is just oh, I can eat whatever the fuck I want, right. you know, like and yeah. I'll be fine. But it is it's that dynamic integration of internal attunement, inner attunement with external health values to create yeah. authentic health. So understanding basic nutrition and understanding what does and does not work for your body right
0: 100 percent.
1: so yeah okay that makes me panic a little less i was no. like oh, no, i can't go <laughs> no, no, back no. to you fit- you, i mean <laughs> yeah. you may have been yeah. born with more of that earth and air energy and you just like haven't it's yeah. just the fire has become more dominant so right. maybe you're like
0: finally getting it back into balance yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look into it. And I've done, like, the online tests where it's like, oh, you're yeah. fucking fired. I mean, I'm but like, you need, like, know. to <laughs> really
1: have, like, an experience with Ayurveda, seeing, like, an Ayurvedic doctor, yeah. going to, like, a Panchakarma center, like, seeing an Ayurvedic doctor has changed my life, yeah. like, drastically. Okay. I'm actually going to see him on Tuesday, but um, it's, yeah, it's it's so, there's, it's such a complex system, but yeah. it, it also becomes, especially when you are very witchy and, like, in tune with the things around you, it becomes so intuitive once you have like the basic information yeah. around it okay. and you start seeing, you know, the elemental things and everything and like bringing that into your diet and yeah. exercise routine and breath work and meditation yeah, and all like, flows. yeah, it's, awesome. it's pretty awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for sitting with me today yes. and talking to be my first guest. Um I'm so honored. Yeah. As we close, um, do you want to tell people like where they can find your podcast, your stuff? And then I'll include like links to it, like, um, in the show
1: notes and everything too. I would love to. So we are actually about to record another podcast for (laughs) my podcast called Earth Body. Um, you can find it on SoundCloud and iTunes. I haven't figured out Spotify Me either. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that's Earth Body with Maya Carl. Um. You can also find me on mayacarlcoach.com. That is primarily for my health coaching. Um, What else? Instagram. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Instagram. Gentle Health Journey. So gentle underscore health underscore journey. Facebook.com slash mayacarl or Gentle Health Journey, both my pages. And you can also become a part of the Gentle Health Journey tribe, which is a closed group on Facebook where I share a little more um, content and do more live stuff. And also – I've just created a Patreon account if anyone is interested. Mm-hmm. I am doing like a different tier thing for people if they want to help support the traveling or just awesome. Gentle Health Journey in general. But the first tier is um, weekly meditation videos. And then there's a bunch of other ones, but I can give you the information for that. Okay. Um, in brief, what really was talking about before, I'm going on a three-month journey around the country with my partner to teach all the stuff that mm-hmm. I was just talking about. Um So that is in support of that. And thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And I'll
0: see you guys next week.